You're listening to the Drone Pro Podcast, a podcast that inspires drone pilots to make cinematic content and pursue their passions and successfully run their drone businesses. My name is Chris Newman, and I'm a professional drone pilot, and I'm sitting down with other professional drone pilots to talk about their successful drone business processes, as well as onset experiences and lessons that they've learned and how to make an impact in the drone industry. Hey Saunders, what's up? Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Um, so Saunders, tell me a little bit about yourself, just so it, uh, people can know who's listening. Uh, Saunders is one of my Drone Pro Academy members. I have a drone school online, helps you with your drone business, get up and running fast. Um, how long have you been a, me- a member for? So I've been a member for about two years, you know, a year and a half. Um, Watch your webinar. Two years ago, I found uh, that on Facebook joined up and I knew right away I, I was on board taking my photography career just to the air immediately after joining your webinar. Awesome, man. So um, it used to be called Cinechopper Drone University, but we recently kind of rebranded. So you might have seen the webinar before that he's talking about. But um, so how did you get, what was your kind of background before you got into drones? So I actually attended Brooks Institute of Photography in Santa Barbara. Uh, it's a film and, and cinematography school. I specialized in underwater photography out there. Uh, it was an amazing experience. I, I got to dive five times a day at the Channel Islands, shoot at day, shoot in the, uh, the dive at night and, and shoot photography. And this is before the digital age. So we actually had an E6 processor on boat on the boat, and, and we would bring the film up not knowing what our images were going to look like and then we would process the film that night and have slideshows at night so it was a killer killer experience um i i probably one of the best experiences i have had in the photography industry besides hopping on board with the drone industry um (laughs) but but yeah it was it was huge so so background in film and photography um specialized more in still photography when i was there and then uh, have shot on and off professionally. Um, I graduated in 2001, so I'm dating myself, but I uh, <laughs> have um, shot on and off professionally for the past 15 years. I've uh, been published uh, nationwide um, and in publications like Lux Magazine and, and shot at different, uh, a lot of different types of mediums. Cool, man. I, I noticed you are you're business minded, and you've been very successful with your drone business. And um, you know the business side of things. Sure, anybody can kind of fly a drone. It's hard to get the cinematic shots. That's where we kind of come in and help kind of facilitate and help get your demo reel and your skills up. But actually, kind of running a business is kind of a beast all by itself. And it seems like you've had really good success with that. So that's why I've got you on this podcast, so we can kind of talk about some of your strategies and the things that you've done. Um, to find that success in the drone industry. So thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Um, okay, so let's see. What is kind of your focus? What's kind of, uh, what is like a typical job for you? What do you kind of focus on as far as drones go? So the, the biggest focus, I like. I, I mean, we have our day-to-day operations and, and kind of the, the guts of the money coming in, which would be commercial real estate um, and, and mapping projects on a day-to-day basis. 
but our focus would be marketing videos for events and huge entertainment districts across Arizona, uh, whether that would be visitors bureaus. Uh, one of our clients is Westgate Entertainment District uh, out by the NFL Stadium. So we shoot a ton of events for them, music festivals, runs. Um, you know, this is our high season out here in Phoenix during the winter, and this is when all these things happen. So we, we this we have to have a big winter and then summertime we're flying in 110 degree heat but that (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely not amazing um that's why i just purchased a uh crystal sky screen to to handle those heats but um you know most of those missions in the summertime consist of commercial real estate and uh mapping missions just because the events no one's hosting those outside okay so you've kind of figured out how to tap into kind of the local kind of governmental type groups that hire out for the events for the local cities. Is that right? Right. So I've done that and then gone through referrals as well through these big entertainment districts. Um, But there's ways you can actually pull RFPs and look at solicitations for for different cities. So we're set up. um, I set one up a long time ago in Nevada and, and and have received a few out there, but they're taking mainly locals. Um, so I decided to finally set one up in Phoenix, which I should have started with. Uh, but anyway, I set that up with the city of Phoenix, and they actually post, and they're, and they're totally random solicitations. I mean, one could be for fixing the, the sewers across downtown Phoenix. However, there are some RFPs that come across there um, for different types of surveying and mapping, um, you know, production work that if you fall upon those and put put a good RFP together, you could win a huge, you know, $100,000 plus contract. So what is a what is a RFP? So an RFP is a request for proposal. And these are sent out from businesses and um, city organizations, basically where they outline the job and you're putting in, it's basically putting a a really in-depth estimate together um, for the types of projects they're needing. Um, Yeah, so request for a proposal pretty close to an estimate but but a lot more detailed and you have a deadline date that you have to get these in miss that deadline and your rfp is not going to be included and how do you find out about those opportunities so if you google it depending on what city you're in you can i actually called the city of phoenix and they set me up as a vendor an aerial vendor on their city website so i actually can go in now and i can look at the solicitations Am I on there every day? No, it doesn't really make sense. Um, these RFPs usually stay up there for at least about a month. I mean, they put them out pretty far in advance. So um, that's something you could do on a you know twice a month basis. Um, and you can set up email notifications as well. Okay, so you kind of go to your city website and then um, that's where you'd find out about that. Right. And and this isn't a big part of the business, but if you do land one of these, I mean, a lot of these projects could be huge and open up doors, obviously, with, with city council, city events. Um, you never know what they're going to have up there. Cool. That's great, man. That, that sounds awesome. So you said that's just kind of a small portion of your business. Um, what are some of the other avenues? Uh, I, I mean... <clears throat> Making it 
probably one of the biggest and, and most fun I have um, in the drone industry is making cinematic marketing videos. So again, the, those are for these clients. Um, our, our market's a little bit different in Arizona. I mean, we're not we're not LA. Do we have? I mean, we have some bigger film studios. One being Sneaky Big Studios. Uh, Bob Parsons, who started GoDaddy, actually opened up a Big Yam uh, ad agency in Sneaky Big. So we do have some competition out here. Um, but as far as being the center of the film industry, we're not. So you really have to go above and beyond to go find those leads. Um, and and I would have to say making cinematic marketing videos, whether that be for, uh, you know, big events or uh, we've worked with Volkswagen on on some car shoots down here, done some Ducati stuff. Um, so th- that would probably be the top of my list. And then um, the day-to-day operations, we do a, 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 I shoot a ton of shoots for drone base. And I know there's kind of been um, some uproar, like they don't, they don't pay enough. Um, but to tell you the truth, I mean, it took me probably three hours to shoot one of my first shoots for drone base. Now it takes me 45 minutes to an hour. Some of the mapping missions, 20 minutes. They pay $125 to $250 a shoot. If you can go out and map five jobs a day at $125 a pop, I mean, I would say that's a pretty pretty good day. So, yeah. um, you know, the way I look at it is you're not you're, you're an entrepreneur. You work for yourself. You don't have a nine-to-five job. You don't have a normal paycheck. So if you go out, and, and what I like to do, if I make two grand one week, I'll divide that into 40 hours if I was making, you know, a, a nine-to-five paycheck. Um, whether that be I made $1,000 on Monday and $1,000 on Friday and nothing in between. But I always like to take the example of if I divided this money on a monthly income, whether I worked, you know, you were working every day, but whether I actually had paid shoots, um, if I divided up what that comes out to over a total month, if I was working a nine to five job, and then I look at how much I'm making an hour and it totally makes sense. <laughs> cool man yeah that's awesome um i haven't done a drone based job yet i've seen a couple come through um it's probably our slow season right now in the winter time up, up here in utah but um that's awesome man do you use any other kind of drone job facilitator websites like that or is drone based kind of your your main one i mean drone base is the go-to i personally on these bigger jobs for the cinematic marketing videos i mean that is all done by i i, I wish i had a 10 person business development team um but that's all done by me so i i do all the business development uh plus referrals networking and um so, so drone base fills in the gaps from those bigger jobs so I basically use drone base. Uh, I also have a marketing side of the business. Uh, I'm a Google partner and we build out a ton of websites uh, as well uh, for a diverse array of clients. So I, again, going back to the summer time, slower seasons, um, I use some of that marketing business to supplement the income as well. Cool. And and um, so do you do any kind of online marketing for your, your drone portion of your business? And what, what kind of stuff do you do specifically? Sure. So I, right when we were starting out, uh, I launched my website. Obviously, you know, it takes a few months if you set up your search engine optimization with your website. 
to to be engaged in the market um, successfully. So as I mentioned, I went out and I'm always learning. Um, but I, I went out and actually got certified in every single Google certification and became a Google partner. I think I'm the not positive on this, but I think I'm the only like guy who works from home, single guy at his desk who's a Google partner, <laughs> other than these big <laughs> ad agencies. Uh, but but um, and anyway, so before the SEO, the search engine optimization on my website was initiated, I, I, I really think we, we ran Google AdWords. I wanted to be at the top and, and why Google and search engines are caching your website. I thought it was super important to have that presence at the top. And now, um, you know, we have that SEO presence. But if you set those up correctly, that, that was successful. I did. I mean, I think I spent maybe 200 bucks and made about two grand um, huh. out, out of that. And that's that, that was over the course of a month until we could initiate this SEO correctly. Um, so that was a pretty good return. A lot of money, no, but but a good return on, on what we spent. And then you should always look at your return on ad spend and what you're converting, you know, if you're if you're going to be successful. Um, so we've is, ran is social- that still working yeah. for you, uh, the, the Google ad, AdWords stuff? We actually don't. I, I, I don't run Google AdWords anymore. I've, I've, yeah, I mean, I've, I have a few other things that we do that, that are starting to be super successful. That was just kind of a beginning stage, um, type of promotion. I've, I've run social media video on social media ads, actually edited a, uh, 30, I believe it was a 30 second clip. I think you've seen it. It's up on our Facebook page, uh, flying robot aerials, Facebook page. Um, but ran those. I think social media is so saturated with ads right now. It, 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 I would pull away from that. I mean, that's my personal opinion. But I think so many people are putting clickbait out there that no one wants to click through to these ads anymore. Um, mm. and, and I would look focus on a, a different medium. Uh, what has really, really worked is every time we have a, a, a big event or cinematic marketing job, a lot of these clients have over sixty to one hundred and fifty thousand uh, followers on Facebook, um, whether that be Facebook, YouTube, Insta, and I always, I always try to build a relationship where they'll tag my business in those posts. And when you have your business tagged in a post that just got 25,000 views on the video, mm-hmm. I mean, this is gigantic. This is huge. This is huge. And and anything you can have go out organic like that versus paid is a win. So how do you kind of approach the client about that kind of um, – I like that, man. So it's kind of like a, a referral kind of what, – what's a good name for that? You're kind of basically working off your clients. You're kind of help, – they're helping you out. Um, is, is it just kind of like, hey, go check out Flying Robot. Uh, they did our, our drone shots. Is that kind of how it usually comes out as? I mean, a great example of being tagged in a post and using that as a success story. We actually had a client who had a limited budget. And we included in the contract that we would be tagged in a post on a specific certain uh, social media page that had over a million followers. And, um, you know, including things like that in a contract uh, with specific clients that, that don't have a big enough budget to, to um, hire you for your services, but they'll pay a partial, I, I think exposure 
along with the partial payment. I mean, that can benefit you more than, than, than getting the full payment and not getting any exposure. So, so working, you know, these tags and any type of TV exposure, um, which we've had as well, social media exposure, anything across the board um, that makes sense, I think will work really well in your favor. Awesome. That's awesome, man. So do you use a contract then? So I run everything out of QuickBooks. Um, I, I wish I have research, research. I'm a huge Mac guy, it, the Apple for life. And QuickBooks is so PC um, to me. But uh, I, I, I use QuickBooks. I run all my estimates with terms and conditions in there. Uh, then, so basically, I'll build out kind of the process. I'll build out the estimate, send it out to the client. And we already have services set up in there with pricing. Uh, so it's fairly easy to put those together. And then once they approve it with our terms and conditions, basically they can sign it or they can just lay down. We always take a 50% deposit. So it says as soon as you take lay down your 50% deposit, you approve this contract. Um, that is a non-refundable deposit. I would never, ever, ever move forward with a job and book something without a deposit. It, it, it's our rule of thumb. Um, we've been burned in the past, and I, I suggest doing it every time. But but everybody has a different business practice. Um, send out the invoice. Once that's done and the job's done and they receive the final product, we send out uh, invoice for the final 50%. Done and done. At the end of the year, that's connected to Intuit. TurboTax and our accountant can get access through a uh, code to QuickBooks. So everything is in one place. You can look at profit and loss charts. It, 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 it's just a great tool, even though I don't really like the interface. It's a, a great tool to have everything in, in, in one place versus having just an invoice system and then having to save estimates out as PDFs. I mean, I don't have to export anything if I don't want to. That's huh. awesome. I use a website called, it's like Invoicely, something like that. And um, yeah, I have to send out each one to the client and stuff like that. It's kind of a pain, but it gets the job done, I think. But no, that's a really good idea, man, to use everything through uh, QuickBooks. That's awesome. Um, so what other, what other things have you done? Because it seems like, I mean, you are, you are a businessman. You are an entrepreneur. And so you're kind of, you don't just take like one approach, um, like referrals only or something like that. You're, you're going out and making stuff happen. What's some of the other stuff that you're doing to find your success? Sure. Uh, so I've worked for, I've worked for some pretty big media companies over the past 15 years. Um, have a very very strong sales and business background, and and I think again going back, I mean passing your part 107 and buying a drone is the easy part. 90% of this is having a business plan. And, and going out and getting the business. I mean, I mean, we have so many Part 107 pilots, which I looked up the other day. I think we have almost 8,000 in Arizona. Um, but we have so many pilots coming into the industry that, that you have to have a plan of attack. I mean, you come up with a great business name and you don't have a plan of attack i mean we're all new businesses going out there we're not we're not we don't have a brand yet so i think it's very important to brand yourself well and come up for starters with a name that should be the the, the first thing in your business plan is how you're going to support yourself for the six next six months to a year if you do um just want to work for yourself or if you're doing this on the side till you work for yourself and then coming up with a name for your business. Um, 
I came up with flying robot aerials because I thought it would be di- um, universal across multiple states versus having, um, you know, some sort of name referring to my state and and my business name. I, I wanted to be able to do business across all channels if I wanted to. And if I want to sell my business eventually, then I could sell it to somebody in California or in Florida because it has that name uh, that's that, that would be pretty universal. Did you use anything to kind of help you figure out what your name was, was going to be, like any online tools or any, anything like that? Didn't use any online tools, but it, it was a lot of late nights just sitting around and brainstorming and, and talking to friends. And, and um, you know, it definitely... Definitely don't do this one by yourself. I mean, I would throw it out. I, I mean, you ask 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different responses. But, um, you know, having, having people brainstorm with you and, and preferably not family members. I, I would, I would, I would um, you know, family's always going to tell you, you have, if you tell them, yeah, this is a great name or, or show them this video, they're going to be like, that video is great, great name. Um, so I would stay, 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 stay away from, they love um, everything you do. It's like the, lot, yes. it's like the Facebook. It's like, it's like, they're always the ones that like everything that you do, you know, no matter what it is. Yes. I, I have to stop my mom from commenting on my business page because she said, keeps on saying flying robot aerials is the greatest. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So I actually did, I did the same thing too, man, about eight to 10 years ago. Um, once I figured out I wanted to fly cameras on flying machines, they didn't have drones at the time. It was RC helis. Um, that was the first thing I did. I figured out a name and that was Cine Chopper. So that was kind of my like brand. And just like you, I didn't want to be like, you know, Utah aerial photography.com. You know, I wanted it to be something that could be more of a brand, more of a, uni- a universal thing. And just a tip for those listening, what I use to find my name and my domain, I kind of based it off of a domain because I wanted the domain to be the brand as well. And um, I use what's called bustaname.com. And um, it's really cool. You can just type in a bunch of keywords and then it will sort them out and tell you which domains are available with those keywords. And you can do two word, three word keywords, stuff like that. And so that's something that that helped me to get that figured out. Um, Let's see next. I know that you have... You're really into the legal stuff, Saunders. You're into, you're doing, you do everything by the book. Um, and I think that's helped you out in your business. Can you talk to me about waivers? Maybe talk about what a waiver is and then um, talk about your process and what you've done to use waivers to get more work. Sure. So um, I think I was the third in the state to pass my Part 107. I took it the first day the test was available. And as soon as I was able to apply for waivers, I think they released the, the Waiver and COA program a few weeks later, uh, I started applying immediately. This was a hit or miss. I mean, all of us were flying by the seat of our pants, had no idea what we were doing in this process. Uh, but I, I, we were pretty much making things up <laughs> as, as we went. Um, so I was trial and error. I mean, I, I, I kept on applying um, over and over. And, and I, at first I was applying for waivers. So waivers are, are, are longer term. I was applying for controlled airspace waivers. It's a longer term, basically blanket, uh, allowing you to conduct operations across a large area of 
airspace, controlled airspace. And so I was getting denied and denied and denied. Um, then I finally uh, spoke to an FAA representative who responded to me after the multiple denials, and he told me to start applying for authorizations. They're shorter term, but you're going to get those approved. And it's just, it's basically the same. You're, you're, you're going to be allowed to fly in the same airspace. It's just a shorter expiration date. And we've renewed every single, I've renewed every single one of those waivers that I applied for a year ago, and they're still active. So Okay, so a waiver and an authorization yeah. are two different things. So a waiver is more of a long-term yeah. thing. Authorization is shorter term. You are more likely to get an authorization versus a waiver from the FAA. You've told me before that a big part of your kind of um, a big part of a drone business is networking, uh, word of mouth, referrals, and staying in contact with your past clients. Um, and you mentioned um, you use some kind of networking scheduling app to kind of help facilitate that, stay on top of it. Can you tell me kind of your overall kind of game plan as far as that goes and, and also the software that helps you do that? Yeah, so every week um, I, I think it's super important to maintain a pipeline of leads. Um, you, you have to have leads, and the only way to keep track of these leads are a good CRM system. Going back to me working for some major media companies, we always use CRM systems like Salesforce, um, and and now I'm using Zoho right now. I, I think Zoho is a great tool unless you want to pay for it. You can use Salesforce, which I think is like $25 a month, um, but Zoho is totally free. Zoho. Can you spell that? Z-O-H-O. And I think any entrepreneur starting out with a system that actually works for their business, and this has worked for the past two years for me, if it's free, we like the word free. Um, so, <laughs> That's a bonus. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I keep track every single phone call I make, every response that, not every email that comes through, but um, I save all of my emails and client folders and my Gmail uh, box. And then anytime I reach out to a client, I put in what I said to them. Um, again, this isn't every single email once I've closed the account. Um, but anytime it's a cold call client that I haven't closed yet, I will put in my responses. So I can go back in and search Ducati. And I can see exactly who I spoke to, what time, what day. And if they said anything, I'll put in quotes what they said. So I'll call them back, you know, a month later and be like, oh, how was your trip to Cabo or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I know exactly what they said, you know, or hey, how's That's Brian right. doing it? So I keep track of everything. I set up calendar notifications to call these people and I keep the pipeline full every single week. And and that's how I'm, I'm closing business above and beyond the referrals, um, you know, the call-ins from tags, the networking events of these film studios, ad agencies I go to. I mean, I'm I'm all over the city and, and try to get in front of as, as many people as I can. So basically, if you just kind of, if you just do a job for a client and then that's it, no contact with them again, you're potentially losing out on future business from that client. Because really, it's all about relationships in, in, in the business world, right? I mean... The ones you have better relationships with are the ones that are going to be more likely to hire you. Does that sound correct? A hundred percent. 
and and you build on those relationships. If if you do one job and then never contact them again, I, I mean, the goal is not to have one offs. You're going to have one offs, but if you can build that relationship and get ahead of that next pilot that, that that's going to you know come in and try the next pilot will steal that relationship if you don't stay on top of it because everybody's hungry out there. And if you're not on board doing this every single day and keeping track and staying organized, then then you're going to lose that business. Okay, so Zoho is kind of is the software, and it's free. Is it online software? Or do you download it? How does that work exactly? Yeah, so it's online. Uh, you can sign up as of, of now. It, it's still free. Um, I don't know if they're going to eventually start charging a dollar a month or, or something like that, but. Um, yeah, online software. It's in the cloud, so you don't have to save papers or notes or, or anything. I mean, I or usually search write through notes. emails, stuff like that. Can you, you like connect your Gmail accounts and everything to it? Is that how it kind of works? Yeah, yeah. You can connect your Gmails. I don't have any of those connected. I'm not sure if that's a, a paid thing. Um, okay. I usually. I usually go in and just enter everything manually, um, and then I, I save all those emails into separate client folders once I sign them on. Cool. Um, but, I mean, there's a few other things. Uh, as far as re- reviews go, after you do a job, um, there is a company called Grade Us, and that's just Grade, G-R-A-D-E, Us. And um, you can, instead of trying to figure out how to send uh, your clients to Google reviews, you actually can generate a Google review link and send that out to them, whether that's in a, a survey after the job, uh, which I recommend, or a, a thank you email. Then you can send that link, please review us on Google reviews, and it's an e- it will go straight to where they hit five stars. Boom. You just got oh, that's five amazing. stars. I actually <laughs> I tried looking into how to do that manually, and it's like a pain. It's a pain in the totally. butt to try and get that link so that they can just click on it and then boom, hit, hit, write their little review and hit five stars. So I didn't know about that. That's awesome, man. And Google reviews, I've noticed, um, I kind of did a little push to get some of my clients to review me. And I noticed I've started getting more phone calls from kind of local Google traffic, um, you know, people searching on Google Maps and stuff like that. Have you found that as well? For for sure. I mean, those reviews are going to help. I, I think it's big, especially with a younger um, professional um, group in the workforce now. I mean, they look at reviews. They, 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 the young professional workforce, they love organic exposure um, versus the paid. And then the reviews are huge. So they're definitely reading those re- reviews before they, they commit. And um, I, I think it's important to have them. Again, I... I've been so busy. I, I haven't pushed hard with the reviews, but actually this morning, this podcast got me motivated and I said, I sent out review links to about 47 uh, different clients. So, oh, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> so it was it. Yeah. Rock on, man. This is some really good stuff. Do you, do you have any, is there anything else that we haven't talked about yet that you've kind of used to, to get that drone work coming in? You know, I, I think it, I think the authorizations are super important as a drone pilot. Going back to that, I mean, have, having, you know, staying organized and then these authorizations. I mean, it was so hard for me not to go rogue and seeing all these jobs. Be, I mean, I just had a client hire their ground photographer, a great example. Um, this is a pretty big potential client. Um, 
I haven't signed on yet, actually. And uh, the ground photographer said he had a drone, Class B, at night, went and put a horrible video together, marketing video, um, for them. And, um, you know, they did it illegally. And so it's really hard to see the rogue flights. But I think staying legal, you're going to win in the long run. I mean, eventually the rogue pilots are going to be pushed out. And, and whether that's the FAA enforcing this down the line, which they, they haven't been doing over the past two <laughs> years, as, as we all know. Um, but, you know, just staying on top of your game, keeping organized and, and, um, and, and, and getting as many controlled where aerospace waivers as possible. You want to be able to fly everywhere. You call a client, you're like, I can fly there. Mm-hmm. They call you, I can fly there. Yeah. And another thing um, you can do, if you don't have a waiver, you can kind of saddle up, kind of pony back with other people that have their waivers um, if they're down for that. Usually they'd want to be on set. You'd send them a cut of the shoot, you know. So if you don't have the waiver for a specific space or place, it you know, it doesn't mean you can't do the gig necessarily. There is potentially other options of working with other drone pilots. I feel like um, we talked about this in our last pod- podcast, but um, it's good to be friends with your competitors um it's good to have those competitors that you can refer work to stuff like like that um that brings me to the um to your crew what does your crew size look like really quick sure so um on the bigger marketing shoots i've i've been lucky i actually teamed up um i think you introduced him to me uh, about a year ago but i teamed up with with a local guy jay lewis um Um, he's also a drone pro academy member as well um, he's one of our awesome members too. That is correct. And, uh, teamed up with him and, and it's a great collaboration on site, um, for these bigger shoots. So, um, two, two to four people max. I, I don't like to overwhelm the scenario. I mean, with Jay and I on, on set, I mean, we run through safety protocols. We do a walkthrough with the client and and we get things done. So uh, it's super organized. Uh, we use headsets on site to communicate, and that's great because then I don't have to turn my head when I'm talking to him. I can keep my eye on the drone and on the tablet, and and uh, you know make sure everything runs smoothly. And we have a hundred percent safety record flying around. Literally, I've shot events with fifty to eighty thousand people a hundred percent safety record. So, and, um, and yeah, just to harp on, on the safety thing. I mean, like you are the drone pilot in command when you're on a shoot. So if something goes wrong, it's on you. FAA is going to come after you. So don't fly over people. That's like just a no, no, just don't fly over people guys. Um, and keep it safe. You know, the FAA there is mainly to keep everybody safe. So, um, just be safe and you should be good. That's a good, uh, a good another note on that, Chris. Flying around and for events and 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 um, different types of shoots like this, you need to have really really good insurance. So, just in case, I, yeah. I suggest and 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 trust me, if you're if you're not if you haven't crashed a drone before, we've we've never crashed one. Knock on wood at a, a actual paid shoot. But if you haven't crashed a drone before, you're not pushing the limits. So um, insurance, liability, and and uh, hull are super important. And plus, these bigger clients will not hire you without at least a million dollars liability. It won't happen. And your Part um, 107 as well. That's, a, that's one of the huge yeah. reasons to get the Part 107 is there's a lot of the bigger high-end clients that pay a lot of money that will not 
hire you unless you get that part 107 and at least a million dollars in liability. And um, I think my insurance right now, um, it's like 2500 for the year for a million liability and like $15,000 worth of gear. That's like the, my top of the line setup, you know, flying a red or whatever. Um, it wouldn't cover the red that I'm flying because usually the, the clients I'm flying for, you know, cover their own stuff. But um, it cover all of my gear. So that's definitely something to, to look into. Another option is something called Verify. I'm sure we'll do probably an episode in the future um, about insurance. But Verify is like a one-off insurance. It's like 15 bucks for an hour, depending on your location, stuff like that. So if you're just starting out, that's a really great option as well, um, especially if you don't have jobs coming in, you know, multiple times a week, stuff like that. Um, quick question for you. Um, What's been your experience with Drone Pro Academy, man? You've been a really awesome um, member that's been helping out all the other members we have. What do we have right now? Probably 1,600 or so in our Facebook group. Um, what are kind of some of the benefits that you've seen from that? I mean, from day one, it's been an amazing experience. I had that photography and cinematic background, which you added a bunch of uh, courses um, through the old Cine Chopper, now DPA um program on but i had no idea how to start up a drone i I had no idea how to even fly a drone so um i literally started with a hubson and i think i flew it into a tree uh (laughs) so i i love i love how dpa has taken it. It, it you know if you go through all the classes which i recommend on highly um, you know, it, it takes you from the start to finish from, from a $50 drone all the way up to, to, uh, you know, making money at, at your dream job. So, um, if you do follow the steps, uh, I mean, you have business insights in there and, um, cinematic insights. I, I, I mean, I can't tell you how much information's in the, in, in these classes. So I, I actually graduated. I think I have your, uh, your graduation <laughs> certificate on my wall, Frank. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet. Let me see if I can. Yeah, go find it. <laughs> there you yeah, it's right there. Heck so, yeah, this got, is a, we're, we're on a Skype car right now. So if you're listening on yeah. podcast, you probably can't see it, but it's got a nice little yeah. plaque. It's all got it all framed and everything. It looks awesome, man. Yeah, yeah that's so that sick. that's right up next to my diploma. So we'll Heck keep that. Yeah. Up. Um, Heck yeah, dude. But yeah, no, just great information throughout it all. And then being a part of, you can't be a part of the Facebook group unless you uh, go through the classes and pay, pay for the university. And, and I think that's a huge part of this as well. I mean, people are on there on a daily basis. You learn a lot. You see what other pilots are doing in the market. And you're able to contribute and help out pilots as well. Um, so everybody pretty, pretty much has each other's backs there. And, and uh, it's a really, really great community. Wonderful. Well, hey, Saunders, thank you so much for your time today. I know you've got a, uh, what was it again? You're, you're getting ready for Ninja Ninja Warrior? Is that right? American Ninja, yes. Well, I have, <laughs> yeah, it's raining. Our, our drones are grounded today because we had a huge storm come in. So I am uh, actually running American Ninja Warrior on February 10th in Glendale, yeah. one of 90 males. And uh, I, I, I don't know what I've gotten myself into. So... <laughs> Dude, that's like one of those things. I've actually thought about signing up for that before, you know, but um, the dedication and the the hard work to get to that point has got to be incredible, man. So props to you for giving that a shot, man. That's rad. 
<laughs> well, and 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 use that as a takeaway. You know, doing something like American Ninja Warrior and something that's so strenuous. I mean, I'm training two a day, two times a day, six days a week for this. Well, and 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 that's what you should be putting into your business. I, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to be successful, plan on working days, nights, weekends. I mean, eighty plus hours a week, taking on every single role possible. And if you do this and stay organized, you, you you're going to be successful. You have to be successful, and that kind of goes with anything in life, you know. Like set set goals. And then you put in the work. Like you can't expect it just to happen all by itself. Whether it's a, you know, a drone job or a roofing job, or whatever. Like a business is a business, and you've got to put in the effort to make it work. But it's possible. It's totally a possible thing. Cool. Well, hey, thank you so much, Saunders. You've been amazing. Uh, lots of good insight here with running a business. I'm gonna start adding a bunch of this stuff to my business. Um, and thank you so much, man. We'll see you later. Hey, thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for listening to the Drone Pro Podcast. If you enjoyed this, I highly recommend going to droneproacademy.com. You can check out my Cinematic Drone Secrets course where you can learn everything about getting amazing cinematic drone shots no matter what drone you own. Also, if you want to make money with your drone, check out my Part 107 Bootcamp. Both courses are heavily discounted right now, so go check them out. Also, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. And if you have any recommendations of who I can interview in the drone world, please just shoot me an email at chris at droneproacademy.com. 